0: Hello! You're listening to the second episode in a new series of podcasts taking you behind the scenes of Cronkton Nights, a new staging of the award winning novel by Alex Wheatle, which premieres at the Belgrade Theatre from the 8th to the 22nd of February before embarking on a UK tour. My name's Heather, and over the coming weeks, I'll be taking you behind the scenes of the show and introducing you to some of the people involved in bringing the story to the stage. Last week, co directors Corey Campbell and Esther Richardson told us more about the origins of the production and how their different backgrounds and approaches as directors complement each other. This week, I'm joined by Alyssa Adele, who stars in the show as McKay, the ringleader of the so called Magnificent Six, a group of teenagers who set off on a mission to help a friend in need. Hello. Hi. Can you tell us a little bit about McKay? What sort of character is he? I'm really doing
1: radio for something. Hi. Yes. <laughs> um, but a little bit about McKay. It's a very interesting question to be asked because I've been asked this a few times now. And obviously, I just about know who I am. So <laughs> I'm actually in rehearsal discovering who this guy is. I can tell you what he likes and what he does. But um, yeah, McKay is 15 and he's full of life. He loves cooking. He's a big chef. That's what he wants to do. That's his dream. Um, and he also loves his friends. He's got this gang we call the Magnificent Six basically, and um, he's kind of the glue between them all. He seems to be able to navigate quite well between the girls and the guys and seems quite level headed and emotionally connected and quite aware for more like someone beyond his age, you'd expect. But um, his mum has died and um, there's like a war going on in, in his house between his older brother Nesta and his dad and kind of across the show things start to break up in the friends so you can kind of see him just trying to hold things together he's very much like a family kind of person we need to be together I think I said like a hundred times let's stick together, let's be together we're <laughs> together so many times um, yeah he loves food and just loves, he loves to, in, he loves to enjoy. Like, there's a line, like, there's a lot of stuff in there he's always talking about food, but I see him as a food connoisseur. There's one line that he's just someone that has a bit of a problem, but I see it as, <laughs> like, he's a food connoisseur and really, like, he smells stuff. He can be like, you know, that's saffron. Ooh, I can smell coriander. Or do, he's kind of, like, a bit of, like, a, uh, a wizard.
0: I feel like in this love of food is speaking to you on a personal Absolutely. level. I
1: love to cook, so I remember reading that, there's one scene where like, I'm talking about food and I was like, I, I do this all the time and like, it's like singing, it's like, I think Script she said, he sings a song about food I was like, I always sing while I'm cooking um, so, <laughs> yeah, he's really fun to play and um, we're just kind of feeling out on rehearsal, kind of working out what the dynamic is between the guys and how he is with each individual person he's got this kind of cool relationship with bushy who's like a character who's kind of like outside of the group and um we're kind of playing with at the moment what it is that they do when they're together whether it's like warhammer or something like is it they're gamers or whatever whatever their connection is looking at that but it's really fun with something like this where you've got obviously the books that have so much information in them and stuff like that but then you've also got the adaptation from M T S, which kind of puts a different lens on it So I think when doing the research, obviously he was reading the books and stuff like that, but then the the play, he feels slightly different anyway. And then obviously playing the role, you kind of bring your own experiences. Obviously you see what the character does in the play, but actually why he does that. You kind of bring your own things into that as well. It's really nice to have that freedom with the character to really flesh it out and really bring it to life in the way that I would, Mm -hmm. you know? I think there is no, after this, this is McKay. Now let's do a tour. Let's put it around. Everyone should play it like this. Every character in this feels like if you had a different actor in it, it would be a world away. And obviously that's always like that, but this particular play, it feels like everyone really gets to bring their own like natural source and energy into the room and it really works.
0: I definitely see that because like, I, I went along to um, a sharing early on when they had different actors involved and I can see how different it is kind of in, with you already. So.
1: I want to know who was doing... <laughs> I want to know because I'm just like, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, no, McKay would say that. And I'm like, well, this McKay would say that. I'm like, I don't know what your other
0: McKay is going to be.
1: It was like each time, like it would just be completely really different. I love that kind of high school era. I grew up watching Disney Channel and Nickelodeon. And actually that's kind of why I wanted to perform. I just watched the high school musicals and stuff. And I was like, I just want to do that. I want mm-hmm. to do Cheetah Girls and all that stuff like that. So,
0: Well, this is very not that.
1: It's not that, but it's that essence of when they're having fun, there's little bits when they're just playing and they're having that high school drama before things get like really deep and stuff mm-hmm. happens. And I think that's what's kind of cool about it because obviously it is deep. It's hard hitting. It's very real stuff that happens, but they never stop having fun with each other
0: is it difficult you know? to get that tone right you know when you you're going from this very serious weighty stuff to mm. like the very playful
1: i think it's quite fun because i think like how we're vibing naturally in the room is kind of coming into the show now so it's mm. a weird thing kind of like how our character dynamics are now informing like our own social dynamics we're with each other all the time one of the one of our cast members is like really into his faith so we'll be discussing that and i'll be like well i used to go to church blah, blah, blah. So you, and then next second we're like twerking So you get these moments of like real deep, like, oh, connection and my family this and my dreams, hopes and aspirations. And then you're just like, we put on music at lunchtime and we're just singing and dancing and making up routines for the show. And we're kind of thinking about, okay, it's for like younger people. But also for older people, so like, what can you say? What can't you say? <laughs> because you know, obviously when you're when you're eleven to 13, you wanna watch the other things anyway. Do you know what I mean? You don't want it to be like like a pant, like really a high kid, it's not that, do you know what I mean? Like you don't want to watch that. So we're kind of like constantly when we were writing lyrics, that was really funny actually. Cause sometimes I just come up with some really like trashy <laughs> something. And everyone looking at me like a listen, it's not that show. And I'm like, guys, you're right, it's really not that show, is so. <laughs> it?
0: <laughs> how have you been finding that musical and beatboxing kind of element? On oh, it? well,
1: I refuse to beatbox. I think, like, I'm not beatboxing in the show. I mean, there was never a discussion where I said I'm not
0: doing it, you but I haven't. couldn't do
1: it. And, well, I know, obviously, I'm trying, you know, but there are people in the room who are doing a lot better than me. And I'm okay to, to accept that. I'm not trying to take someone else's lane. What I can do, however, is do a little bit of singing. So I do a little bit of singing, um, and I do a little bit of. um. It's fun because we literally, like, how Comrade kind of made us make the songs. We also feel very connected to our parts because we wrote them. There was never a point where someone like wrote the songs for us and taught us our parts. Literally, we'd come around and be like, okay, cool. What's the vibe of this song? Ask questions. And we'd be like, okay, it's like this. Okay, try this then. And someone will try something and then we build the sounds. And then we'd just like writers in a writing studio go into the corner on our phones and write our verses. You know, trying to imagine linking it with the other characters. And then we kind of like talk to each other like, what do you think of this bit? And stuff like that. And then we just perform our verses to each other. And then when you hear someone else going, okay, now I just come back, I just come harder. Like it's been a little bit, like it's there's ri- no rivalry. It's just a little bit like if someone's really coming hard, you gotta get on your A game and really come hard on the next bit. So we're kind of inspiring each other with that. So it's been really fun. I used to write songs a lot and um, create stuff way back when. So like I've lived many lives. So it's kind of bringing that back to the forefront again for me.
0: What sort of? Songs I'm not did son- you use? Well,
1: it's all- how did it first start off for me? So before acting, I just wanted to be a musician. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like a pop star. <laughs> I got watching like S-Cub 7, Desi's Child, Spice Girls, That's all I wanted to do. Then I watched like Disney and I was like, okay, so they sing, dance and act. Back in the day when like Usher and Beyonce would do movies. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Lopez. I was like, so I can be JLo, I can do everything. So that's kind of how I went into it in the first place. I used to write like little raps like, (laughs) don't mess with me, I'm too hot to handle. I was a very sassy child. I'd write all these sort of lyrics back then. But then um, when I was about 15, um, I started working for an organisation called Hillsong, making shows and things for them. It's a Christian organisation. We used to like make full on Easter and Christmas extravaganzas. And we'd have to write these songs. I used to spend my time literally when I wasn't at school in the studio with an amazing guy called Gia writing these songs. And then it kind of went from writing songs to, well, let's write the actual show. Then let's think of it on like a bigger scale. And then let's kind of film this bit. So I kind of had a, whilst acting training at the same time, like growing up, I always had this other foot in the kind of creative behind the scenes sort of thing kind of making stuff for other people to do and I haven't done that in a while because I've just been acting acting writing so it was kind of nice to walk in when I walked in the room and they said you're going to sing I was like oh god I don't want really to sing anymore <laughs> so, oh gosh, you know I'm all singing <laughs> oh um, but it's been kind of like I feel like a little kid again just being like fully invested and fully creative
0: Yeah, and it feels like a really nice quite supportive room as well yes
1: oh gosh yeah everybody one of the girls Amy Amy came in the first day Amy's like I can't sing well, like whatever. Amy is like a great singer, so I don't know where this ever came from. She's
0: been singing in our Christmas show. Like I don't know what she. I don't know anything. She,
1: Amy, really came through her. I'm like, I can't sing. I was like, Amy, and Amy would like hit notes that a lot of people are like really trying to hit like with ease. Because like she doesn't know that she has all these things in her thing there. That... And then she came to start writing, and every time she wrote something, I'd be like, Is this Lauren Hill, bro? I was like, because of the music she listens, it's really funny how, like, the music we listen to all influences our bits. So my bits are quite, like, pop R&B. Like, it's very, like, like, I like Ray a lot and um, Taylor Parks and Victoria Monet, who are, like, Ariana Grande's, like, team of the artists themselves. So that kind of influence kind of comes into a little bit. And then some of the guys listen to a lot more grime. So their bars Mm. literally sound like grime or drill bars. So it's really, it's a real eclectic mix. You sort of listen to and go, I can't really think of another show that has this kind of mix, purely because usually you'd have one writer. And you know, someone someone can write in many different styles. you know, they do very like Hamilton, Lynn, you can hear all the different influences yeah. in there, but you can still hear Lynn. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas when there's... Oh, I don't know what I'm preparing this. Hamilton, like... Like, <laughs> let me put that. Let me just honour him as, like, the god that he is. And let me check myself. But, like, do you know what I mean? Like, you can kind of hear one writer. Whereas when you can hear, like, six people, not that it's on the same level. It's just different. Mm-hmm. You can just hear different sounds.
0: And do they all... That's what I say. Are you finding that they all gel together quite well in spite of that? Yeah, I think
1: so. You know, we're at that stage right now where we have to, like... I think I said the other day was like, okay, can everyone cut their parts, please? Because we all, like, the more creative we got into, people would really write long things. Just, it was creative exercise. And then we tried to put them together, and these songs are long. So I'll be sitting there sometimes <laughs> looking at Sakai I'll be like, Kai, like this is long, you know? It's
0: just going to be a concert.
1: I'm like, guys, if your bit's too long, cut it yourself. You don't have to be told, you know? Cut it down. We don't want to keep the, you know? <laughs> we want to give a li- enough that all this go, yeah, 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 oh, I like that one. Not that they're thinking, can we please move on to the next scene? So we're now finding, that like, middle ground could, these songs are good and we don't stay on anything for too long so you never get bored we're constantly switching it up
0: I was talking to Amy and Corey a little bit about the kind of physical theatre elements of the show mm. is that a way that you're used to working how have you found let backwards? me think
1: I have a dance background so I'm used to moving my thing is always sometimes I have to really remember that like <laughs> I'm acting and I'm not <laughs> done because my default when I start doing my rap and or movement is to just be like I've got a microphone in my hands and I'm on stage as <laughs> a mirror and I'm like <laughs> It's not that. That's that's six. That's you know six musical. Yes, yeah, so six are getting
0: that in so are you? Yeah.
1: I love six. I had like quite a few friends in six. I've, I listened. They've got a thing called the Mega Six where it's basically like they put together like a bit of every song.
0: Okay.
1: And they play it together and they film it. They let they wouldn't film it. So I've watched them like a hundred times, different ones because I'm kind of obsessed with the show. I've
0: seen it once in London.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's genius. The physical, your question about the physical. Yes. <laughs> um, how am I finding that? Oh, it's, listen, Corey is, Um, he, he will just be like, okay, so we need this bit done. And he just gets up and does it. It's kind of strange to watch. I'm always like, I mean, I don't know, maybe he was at home working it out. I don't know. But it just feels like it just comes out of him. Like, he's just like, let's make this happen. He just does it. And I've never really seen that before, done so well. It's kind of, like, inspiring to watch. And, like, he's also very much like, I feel it was a rule of him could just, just come with it full out. Just pay attention and be full out with it. Because will do something which will inspire him and then he'll take it somewhere. He just wants you to come in and be on it. Like, just give it something. Don't be in the room giving nothing. That's the kind of vibe I get from him. And he's just... um. Yeah, the physical stuff. I know Amy's worked with him before, and I yeah. myself have. So they've still got like their own physical language. That I'm yeah. kind of, we're all kind of like catching up to because like they, they. I remember we started like they, I was watching them like Wow, you look like I'm like Do you not <laughs> go swimming together? Like, what is the practice? <laughs> What's the thing? You're very synchronized. Yeah, they, so they, we've they've been, been <clears throat> here
0: for like so long because they're one of our springboard companies. Yes, so. they're
1: um they're, com- they're company. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It's kind of amazing. So i mean I'm really enjoying it. There's a few fight scenes I'm not in, mm-hmm. which I'm actually okay with that. I don't mind. I kind of get to watch them. But then the bits I, I am, mean, I really, I like it when I do get to get involved. So we've got some fight scenes that you're kind of like, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. And there's some
1: that are just like almost farcical. It's like, <laughs> very funny. Cool. Yeah.
0: You talked a little bit earlier on about um, kind of the differences between the book and the play. Were you familiar with the book before you got involved with this? Okay,
1: well, no. I read it because mm-hmm. obviously I can't shop to work and I've not read the book. Mm-hmm. Is it children? Is it? Do you know when it was released?
0: Uh, I feel like it wasn't... I think. I was
1: old. Yeah. yeah, I was really in sixth form in 2016. <laughs> yeah. Was it? No. I was finishing drama school in 2016, actually. I wasn't... 2017 I graduated. So, yeah, no, I didn't... Um, I hadn't read it before I got the job, but I did read it. I was like, this is lit. It's the sort of thing I wish I read when I was younger. I read kind of like... I read a lot of like the Alex Riders and like Cherub growing up. I remember always wanting like more people that were described like me in the mm-hmm. books. But I loved those books. Like I wanted to be in them. But I remember it because obviously being an actor. I, was, I started acting young, so I, can't, I always thought about them. Oh, maybe they'll bring it to um, TV and then I can do it. And I was always thinking, but they're not going to cast me in that one. This is before now when they're, like, doing a bit more. I remember back in the day being like, this is not going to cast me. It's really sad. I'm not, I I'm, I'm, I'm like, I like it, but I'm not really in it. I remember watching Harry Potter being like, wow, I'm not here. Like, I love Harry Potter. The books are genius, but I was like, I'm really not here. I still do say sometimes do wonder how we got away with a magical world. I'm talking the film specifically. Yeah. That had, like, nada zilch representation, like one, none of the leads. You had obviously Alfred Enoch, the guy in How to Get of Murder. Yeah. Sucks to the character, to the left, yeah, left, yeah, left, 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 yeah. left. I do something with like no Asians. Do you know what I mean? Nobody. I would yeah. do something like apart wonder. Apart
0: from some minor ones again. Minor
1: roles. Yeah. I think it was just a thing, it was a thing of the time that you know I'm really batting the eyelid. Because like, it's magic. Yeah. It's magic. It's mystical. So I remember reading this book, back to the top of the book. I remember reading the book thinking, like, oh, this is so great. This is a world that I know and these people like. This one, this one's clearly African. There's different things there, and I can I recognise, even though it's not set in like a specific place. I'm am from London. I'm being able to really recognise and being like, oh, this is cool. I think in terms of the differences between the two, I just say, so obviously, *Conquest Nights, the book is part of a series. Conkton Nights of Night* is kind of it's almost been done as a standalone. This what my lens on it as a standalone. So there are different. Whereas in the book, the focus is really like McKay. Mm-hmm. That the play does look a lot more at the other characters Venetia in particular we kind of see in more detail a more detailed lens on certain aspects and I think that's what it is I feel like Alex's version is his lens yes. then like MTS's version is like, like t- interpreting his one and then giving her lens on it and then now we're kind of doing another lens it's not one of the ones where you'll come be like oh my god it was exactly how the book was like it's definitely not you can see where it's come from but you can definitely see like stimulus it's a dance dance motif <laughs> motif development one motif, like he's gone this way gone that way there it's a character that the gender's been changed yeah. from the book and which changes things in a great way
0: What I quite like though is about how little that seems to matter in some ways, like Mm -hmm. the relationships between the characters. It's all very, it's quite platonic and respectful. Agreed. I don't know, that's just something that really stood out to me. Like you don't often see female characters get to have these kinds of roles in these kinds of stories.
1: Agreed, 100%. I think that's, yeah, and I think that is very much the kind of, yeah i feel that's kind of what's happening in the room there it's like mckay obviously it says mckay's crew it doesn't feel like mckay's crew most of the time (laughs) like it's like Venetia's crew and mckay's like they're like (laughs) doing things but he's like it's not a struggle do you know what i mean there's none of that kind of like awkward i'm trying to grip power from there's none of that going on there like it's like we all understand the full nature of people and it's not that the boys will do this and the girls will do that we don't have any of those things there and something like changing kid just automatically flips that. Mm-hmm. So suddenly this character that's kind of like the one that's on the lookout, running for this, running for that, the one that knows everything like that is a female, which is completely just how life is. Do you know what I mean? But it just, it flips rather than it being like, okay, the boys are doing the more these things and then the girls are dancing. It's mm-hmm. not like, it's not like that in this show. Not particularly like that in the book either, but this really, I feel like that change really does cement that. Everyone is personality wise as well in terms of masculinity and things like how it's asserted. We're all very different. So we get to see a real range of men different kinds of men and very different kinds of females interact with each other. There's no, I don't feel like there's any like archetypes. Like, this is the alpha male. This is the girl I think. We don't have any of that stuff. Maybe Festus
0: if you had to pick one. Maybe
1: Festus. Maybe Festus. But then even then, when you have kind of like, songs now with festus giving different perspectives on things oh, sure. for me festus is very like 3d we're kind of seeing the the vulnerability in festus and why he's doing what he's doing so there's no all-in-out villain obviously mm. he is whatever but like we can kind of see the the nuances of that and his experiences and actually oh my god you're really on you're on your own we have each other and actually you intimidation and this and that and getting to you know you're doing all these different things there but actually where's this going for you, do you know, we have a vision for our future that ends happy like, where does this end I do always wonder where does this end for you you're terrorising us now you're jacking this jacking that you're gonna kill this where does it end what's the dream for Festus when it's done I don't know what that is whereas all these characters we seem to have dreams of a future of happiness actually makes you kind of feel for Festus and thinking wow well, you're really trapped in a cycle yeah. of oh, this thing actually and I don't know how you're gonna break out from that actually when you've, um you know, messed up enough people, mm. when does that end for you? Yeah. So actually, yeah.
0: I think that's a really nice way of kind of leading into the last question, just to wrap things up there. Yeah. Who do you kind of hope will come and see this show and what do you kind of hope they will take away from it? Ooh,
1: that's a deep question. I'm going to give a really rubbish answer because I'm going to say everyone. I'm going to say everyone and I'll be more specific I'm going to say everyone I I want young people to watch this show because I think it shows I think they'll see glimpses of a world that they recognise but not just a fantastical version of the world that they recognise I feel like adult I I, I love watching a teen drama and stuff like that do you know what I mean it's kind of got a vibe to it and especially because we are older I think if you casted this younger if they casted this younger it would have a different feel to it but I feel like this is not this is a show that older people definitely enjoy. Because I think also us having that lens on it as well, we're bringing different things into it. So it feels more like a, um, a teen into adult drama, but completely, but a teen into adult drama, but at the same time, being completely suitable and relatable and enjoyable for much younger audiences.
0: Do you know what it really reminds me of, I think, is like, you know, the kind of CBBC dramas and stuff that yeah. were when we were kids, you know, like Story of Tracy Beaker yes. and Ka-ching and those kinds of like...
1: Ka-ching. I'm trying to think of ones that we had even... You know that like them shows that like older and young people would watch and really enjoy at the same time, even? It's that sort of vibe yeah. to it. It's that, it's that family... I hate the word, yeah. but it's that kind of family entertainment that actually you can watch it with many generations of people like that grandparents can bring their grandchildren to watch this show and fully take home for it. Date night. If you want to have a fun (laughs) evening for date night, you know, you're in your 20s, 30s, date night, come through, do you know what I mean? A group of young people come through, all ages and backgrounds represented in this show, do you know what I mean? And that's what I love about it as well, is that it's not just, oh, they're all different colours. You actually see different cultures in there. So we have, you know, African elements in there, Caribbean elements in there. Turkish, one girl speaking Turkish most of the time, do you know what I mean? That? Actually, so actually, it is a melting pot of cultures up in there. And then obviously, British culture, that kind of unified thing that we kind of all share together. So it really is a show. And the more we make it, I think it is going to continue to be that. A show for everybody. And if there was one particular group I had to choose, obviously, what are young people? So I consider myself as a young person. What's it? We're young people. Young people, but I'm young.
0: Are you thinking Ish. like the sort of age that the yeah, characters are? Yeah, I'm just like, like, the age
1: of the characters are, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because obviously, obviously, outside of all the fun, there are some very serious points there. These are young people making decisions. Mm-hmm. And there are some people, this is a very real story in the sense that, especially back to the book, the kind of, the rawness of it. It's not just a comedy for child's fun and games, how inconsequential I leave. Like, there are things to be explored in that. I don't want to say lessons to be learned because it seems preachy. But there are th- there are things to be explored in that yeah I don't think yeah I think we actually stay away from the lines of obviously the messages are clear but we're not it's not preachy. you're kind of seeing the 360s everything like that so actually a festus could come watch this show and think about it (laughs) someone who can connect with McKay's situation actually feeling like do you know what I've got all these ambitions but actually I'm in the crossfire because that's what it feels like for a lot of these characters that actually they are they're just minding their own business but actually they're from South Krong and North Krong have got beef with South Krong so actually when walking out on the street I'm a target I'm not involved I don't know I'm doing nothing to nobody. but by nature of me being here it's dangerous for me it's very real and um, i really feel like definitely that age group should come and watch it
0: thank you very much for your time that thank was great you
1: I had fun
0: cronpton knights premieres at the belgrade theatre coventry from the 8th to the 22nd of february before setting off on a uk tour tickets are available to book now at www.belgrade.co.uk